What's up, you guys? Welcome to another edition of Dog Talk with Holden. Hope everybody's doing good this uh, Friday afternoon. And if you're getting this, uh, it's a little bit later than it usually is. I apologize about that, but I'm at least going to get the content out to you guys. Hope you guys, again, are doing well. We are one day away from playing the uh, Kentucky Wildcats, but we're also only one day away from Halloween. So... Get to have kind of a, a fun little show here at least uh hope everybody's safe if you're able to get out and go and do some trick-or-treating or anything that like that with your kids hope you guys uh, have a good time and get to enjoy that um i know last weekend we actually went and had to do it because where we are around here i don't think you can actually go out and i'm not sure i'm sure there's more places like that where they're not really uh, letting it happen <clears throat> regardless happy halloween to you guys that are getting out and look forward to getting to see the upcoming game between Georgia and Kentucky this weekend. A little bit of news that's come out so far. Uh, some of the stuff, at least around the league anyways, is you did have yesterday Trevor Lawrence. Uh, this is obviously not Georgia related, but out of the ACC there at Clemson, Trevor Lawrence has tested positive for coronavirus, so he will be out this weekend against Boston College. I know they're they're they're... I guess guidelines are basically he's got 10 days that he'll be out where he'll be self-isolated and quarantined by himself. Uh, and he's obviously got to continue uh, working as far as have negative tests come through to be able to move forward um, and be able to play. Because next weekend they got Notre Dame. It's a pretty big deal, uh, obviously, for Clemson there. This weekend they should be able to slip by Boston College. I know the line yesterday when I saw when the news broke that Trevor would be out. The line was at 30. And looking at it right now, it's 24. Again, this is Friday. But the line is at 24 there. Uh, nonetheless, I will get for you guys visually. I'll pull up our top 25 as well as the schedule. You won't see me on screen today, but you'll at least still get the content that you guys want. We'll go through some picks and stuff like that. Uh, Corona-related as well in the Big Ten. Wisconsin at the end of last week afterwards. I think we talked about it a little bit on Sunday. They uh, have got, I think, 17 so far throughout this week that have also contracted the virus. So, obviously, their game against Nebraska is canceled. And their situation is, I think their players have to be out for 21 days. Uh, I know that the first-string quarterback, I believe, was injured. Uh, so, second-string Graham Mertz came in. Had a great game last weekend against Nebraska. And, uh, well, excuse me, not against Nebraska. I don't, I don't know who they played last weekend. But had a great game opening up the season for him. Um, unfortunately, he's going to be out, and I believe the third-string quarterback is the same thing. I think he's actually got the virus as well. Uh, so that puts you on your four-string quarterback. So if they're able to have enough guys come back and be able to play next weekend, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a four-string quarterback, and, and I don't know what else they've lost. I know their head coach has also got it, so – uh, regardless, for anybody who's coming down with this thing, prayers to them. I know uh, inside the league, as far as who we're going to be playing next weekend in Florida, I think they've got six or seven new cases this week, but they are back on the field this weekend playing Missouri. Um, see how things shake out for them. I know uh, coming off basically a two-week hiatus, it's going to be a little bit different um, for them jumping back in. They should jump right back in and take care of business. We'll see how things gear up as far as that goes this weekend. But, again, prayers to anybody who's coming down with this and having to deal with it. Unfortunate side on the Big Ten and the Pac-12 because they're starting later. They don't have much room for error. 
they don't have much room for this virus uh, becoming an issue because they don't have room to put another game. They don't have room to postpone these games and play them. Big Ten, I think they have the opportunity for maybe a week where they can actually slip it in there. I'm not 100% on that. Um, but then on the other side, Pac-12, they don't have any room. If, if people start coming down with it in the Pac-12, uh, that's just it. You have to cancel the game, and unfortunately they would just have a even shorter than regular season um, when, when that comes down to it. So, again, prayers to anybody that's coming down with it. Hopefully we can continue to roll through this thing. Hopefully Georgia can continue to keep it on the outskirts at least. Um, got some good games coming up this weekend that we'll jump into. First of all, let's go ahead and jump into – uh, the Georgia and the Kentucky game that is coming up this weekend. Looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I know the dogs, uh, they, they've got to be looking forward to it as well. Um, I do think that we're going to see Stetson Bennett come in and start this one. You know, I've been kind of kind of hyping up, hoping and, and wishing that we would get um, JT Daniels in. And I do think that he may actually take a few snaps this week. I hope he does. We'll see how things shake out with him. We'll see if he does or does not end up coming in. But I'd, I'd like to see JT get a few steps, snaps. I do think, again, we're going to stick with Stetson in this. On the other side of the ball, looking at Kentucky, Terry Wilson will be out this weekend. And Joey Gatewood, he's going to get the start. The Auburn transfer will get the start there for Kentucky. Uh, see if our defense can't hold him down and uh, stop them from scoring and improve to 4-1 on the season. Uh, looking forward to it. It is a noon kickoff, and it's that is Eastern time, so... Yes, yeah, so it'll be 12 o'clock for us, luckily. But you, you think about it this way. They're going to be on the field an hour before the game, hour, hour and a half. So it's a morning time routine. It's going to be see, – we'll see how the dogs turn around and handle that morning time atmosphere as far as having to get up earlier, get ready, uh, get prepped up for a game that, you know, this, this is the earliest we've had to play so far. It won't be the last time that we'll have to play at lunch, I'm sure. But having these 3.30, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock uh, kickoffs like we've had – it makes it a little bit tougher for the dogs to have to get out there a little bit earlier. And you're also on the road in Kentucky. It's going to be a little bit cooler tomorrow evening or tomorrow afternoon. But I don't think that that should play as much of a factor. It's not going to be like it is uh, in Wisconsin or what have you where you're dealing with really, really cold temperatures up there in those games. So that'll be one thing to keep an eye on as far as the time of day playing. But I think the dogs are going to take care of business. Anyways, they do come in as a 17-point favorite. The over-under on this one is 42.5. Your stat leader so far coming into the season, Stetson Bennett, obviously being at the quarterback position, just shy of 1,000 yards on the season, seven touchdowns, three interceptions, all three of which did come against Alabama the week before last. One other good thing about that is Georgia is coming off a weekend where our week, the bye week, obviously got changed up because of all the stuff that's been going on with Florida. Um, but nonetheless, they sh they've had an entire week where we've basically had to sit there and uh, deal with the fact that we lost, you know. And I think a weekend that you have to deal with the fact that you just lost um, and then you have to sit there for an entire week and think about that, that, that should light a fire under them, and I hope that it does. We'll, we'll see how things shake out. I think we come out on fire and uh, look to take Kentucky down this weekend. Zamir White is your leading rusher, 266 yards on the season, five touchdowns. I think he's got a good chance to have a breakout night but i also think our wide receivers are going to come out i think george pickens is finally going to become a bigger part of this offense i hope he does um i know he hadn't got very many touches kiaris jackson does leave on the lead on the receiving side of things at 323 yards and one touchdown on the season 
Uh, as much as he's been targeted the past couple of weeks, you would think he'd have a few more touchdowns. But I do think we start to get the air game going a little bit, whether it's with Stetson, whether it's with JT, whoever it is. I do think we've got to get it going, but I do think the ground game is going to make a big difference as well. Looking at the total yardage that Georgia's putting up, we're putting up over 400 yards. Kentucky just is putting up over 307. Georgia's only, yeah, 307, there you go. Georgia's only giving up 318, so right there on that line. And Kentucky's only giving up 357. So it'll be a little bit of a defensive matchup, but the other side of that is Georgia does not give up the run. Kentucky's giving up 129 yards, whereas Georgia's only giving up 65 and a half. Passing yards defensively for the Dogs is not quite as good, giving up 253, whereas Kentucky's giving up 228, which it works in favor for the Dogs because the Dogs are running or throwing the ball for over 250 yards a game, whereas Kentucky's only throwing it for 124 yards. So that, that could be a little bit of a difference. The Dogs do rush for 165 yards a game. West Kentucky's a little bit better at 183. Georgia does score more and obviously give up less. Uh, I think the defense is going to lock them down. And hopefully throughout the entire game, uh, we can make that lockdown happen because it's going to be interesting to see how things go with Joey Gatewood at the helm there for Kentucky to see what he can do. Um, again, I think, I think the dogs' defense stands up, and I think our offense finally comes alive. Uh, I don't think we score 50-something points, but I do think – that we have a lot better look as far as the game goes uh, this upcoming weekend. Let's look at some of your bet lines around the league this weekend. I'll throw it up here on the screen for you guys visually. Again, you guys uh, listen on a podcast, follow the link in the description. You'll be able to find the YouTube channel, um, and you can click on it and go and check out what we got going on up here. Would appreciate you guys if you guys would subscribe, take a watch, listen, whatever you guys want to do. Georgia does come in as a 17-point favorite, like I said a minute ago. Over-under on that was 42.5. I'll get to my picks on the game in just a little bit. LSU taking on Auburn. LSU is a 2.5-point favorite. These these numbers are based on Thursday, so they may be a little bit different today. I haven't looked at them 100%, and obviously by the time uh, Saturday rolls around, these numbers could change even more. Again, LSU a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Auburn. Over on on that was pretty high at 65. Uh, I like LSU in this one just because Auburn's gotten lucky with a few, and I really think Auburn should be about one and four on the season. And I think LSU's offense is starting to click, even with Miles Brennan being out and uh, and TJ Finley taking the helm there. He, he looked really good last week. I think he's going to continue to look good this week. I think LSU's going to get the job done there and more than two-and-a-half, if I had to guess. Moving on, you got Ole Miss traveling to Vandy. Ole Miss a 16.5-point favorite. Should cover that fairly easy against Vandy. Over-under on that one, 64. Mississippi State traveling to Bama. Bama is a 31-point favorite in that one. The over-under is 63.5. Don't know if Bama's going to beat them quite by 31. That one might be a little bit closer. Not that, I don't think the game's going to be close, but I don't know that Alabama beats them by 31. Uh, at the same time, I mean, we all know how good Alabama's offense is. And their defense is getting better. Mississippi State, they may, you know, might, might with K.J. Costello, he may be able to uh, get the ball downfield a little bit better on Alabama's defense to be able to put up some points and make it a little bit tougher. If they can come to the air raid just like Ole Miss did against them, could turn out to be a shootout. But I don't think Bama's going to beat them by 31, so I would take Mississippi State laying that 31 there. Um, moving on, Arkansas and Texas A&M. This is the one I think is going to be a good bit closer than what the experts say. They got A&M by 12. The over-under on that was 54.5. You know, the past couple of years, Arkansas hadn't been all that great, but they've they've 
played really, really tough and been really, really close in this one against Texas A&M. And I think that's going to be kind of the way that it's going to shake out this weekend. I can see Arkansas losing by maybe a field goal, but I do, I do not see them losing by 12. Uh, give me Arkansas on the points on that one if I was picking it. Again, these aren't my picks of the week, but this is just going through the SEC, some of the games that I'm looking at. Uh, Missouri and Florida. Florida's a 12-and-a-half point favorite coming into this one. Florida after a couple of weeks off. Uh, Mizzou's defense looks pretty good. The over-under on this was 61-and-a-half. If I'm taking it, I'm taking under 61-and-a-half. Uh, I don't think Florida's offense is going to come out quite as potent as it has the first couple of weeks. And again, their defense isn't all that great, but you're talking about it having to be like a 31 to 30 score um, for this one to end up covering that over under. I don't think it's quite going to happen like that, so I'd take the under 61 and a half on this. I do think Florida still gets the win. Uh, that 12 and a half may very well be what it is. Again, Missouri's defense is looking better. Florida's defense is not, but Florida has a good offense. And Mizzou's offense is, is somewhat struggling. But we'll see. Connor Bazelak down there, he may be able to get the job done. But I would still take Florida in this one. But give me that under 61 and a half. Now, to my actual picks of the weekend. And we will, I'll get it pulled up on the screen for you guys here real quick. Here we go. So far on the year, I am 9 and 5. Even though I haven't pulled this visual up for us the past couple of weeks as far as going through them, I'm going to finally get it up here on the screen for you guys. Um, so my, my Georgia pick of the weekend looks just like this. I've got Georgia winning at 38-17, to 17, so give me those 17 points there for Georgia. I think they beat them by 21, three touchdowns on that. And I'm also going to take that over on 42.5. I think that number's just a bit too low in this one. I do think Georgia holds them to 17, but I do think Kentucky, I think they, they, they bust a couple of plays out there. But I think Georgia's offense is finally kind of clicking a little bit to be able to put some stuff on the board. Again, I don't see us scoring 50-something points. If we do, that'd be great. Uh, but nonetheless, I do think Kentucky gets a couple of plays on us. Um, but we at least hold them to 17. We hold them under 20, which is still under what we're averaging giving up in the game. And most of that's because of the Alabama game a couple of weeks ago. But I do think we bounce back and look a lot better this week. My game outside of the league. That I'm going to pick on this one is a big one. You got Penn State taking on Ohio State. Penn State at the house. Uh, the line on this one is Ohio State by 12 and a half. I don't see it happening. I don't think Ohio State's defense is quite as good as people are thinking that it's going to be, um, especially on the run game. You know, you look at the run game that Nebraska put up against them, they were able to run the ball pretty well on Ohio State, and Penn State's quarterback alone was able to put up a lot of yards rushing. Uh, so I think this one comes down to the wire. I do think Ohio State squeaks it out by a field goal, which is fine because it is a top 25 matchup. So I've got this one 34-31, Ohio State getting the win over Penn State. Uh, and if, the, if it ends up like that, I don't think Ohio State really moves too much in the bracket. I don't think they could put them over uh, Alabama because of that and definitely not over Clemson but if Ohio State just lays it on Penn State uh, I can guarantee you that they're probably going to bump up to that one or two spot you know how it is with the uh, with the committee or whatever you want to call it whoever it is that's putting these guys in place as far as the AP poll goes um, so more than likely they're going to try to put them up there at the top if they can take care of business in a good way Looking around your SEC East and your SEC West rankings, excuse me, SEC East, Georgia still obviously sitting at the top at 3-1, and one. Florida right behind them at 2-1, and one. Missouri in that third spot at 2-2, two and two. Kentucky right there in the middle of the pack with Tennessee at 2-3, and three. also South Carolina right behind them at 2-3, and three. poor Vandy down there at the bottom at 0-3. Oh Looking over at the West, 
keeping things in line with us. Alabama at the top at 5-0. and oh. Texas A&M follows them up in that second spot, 3-1. and one. Auburn right behind them at 3-2. and two. Arkansas and LSU right there in the middle of the pack, both at 2-2. Two and two. Mississippi State 1-3. and three. Ole Miss at 1-4. and four. Get us pulled back up on the main screen here. Those are your games as far as around the league when it goes to the SEC. And your rankings for them. Looking at some of your top 25 games that we've got going here. You got number 19, Marshall at Florida International, would be playing this evening. That game has been postponed. Uh, jumping into the slate for Saturday, Halloween. Here we go. Coming back in with some of the some of the Halloween uh, stuff that they got going on. This may be a little louder than I want. I'll turn it down for you guys so it's not too bad here. Sorry about that. Anyways, got Boston College taking on Clemson. That's going to be a noon kickoff there on ABC. Georgia and Kentucky, obviously, we talked about. Memphis and Cincinnati will be kicking off at 12 o'clock on ESPN. Watch out for that one. Memphis is not a bad team. Cincinnati's only a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They did prove why they're in the top ten last week after smashing SMU. I thought that game would be a little closer. Matter of fact, I thought SMU would win it. Nonetheless, moving on, still at 12 o'clock slate here. Michigan State taking on number 13, Michigan on Fox. Staying at the 12 o'clock. For the next few games here, you got number 16, Kansas State, taking on West Virginia on ESPN2. Number 20, Coastal Carolina, taking on Georgia State, ESPNU. 23, Iowa State and Kansas. That one will be on Fox Sports 1 at 3.30. Notre Dame and Georgia Tech face off on ABC. Indiana Rutgers on the Big Ten Network also at 3.30 there. That one should be a pretty good one. Rutgers didn't look too bad last week. Moving up to 4 o'clock on Fox, you got Texas taking on Oklahoma State. Let's see if Oklahoma State can keep it undefeated in the Big 12 and take Texas down here. Jumping over to your 6 o'clock slate, CBS Sports Network. you got number 25, Boise State, taking on Air Force. And then in the primetime 7 o'clock slate, ESPN is where Mississippi State and number 2, Alabama, will be facing off at 7.30, that main primetime ABC game. Looking forward to this one. Number 3, Ohio State, number 18, Penn State. Also at 7.30 on SEC Network, you got Arkansas taking on number eight, Texas A&M. That game will be at College Station. It will not be in Jerry World this year, but I do think they said next year it will go back to Jerry World. Unfortunate for you Arkansas fans who were hoping to get that game in Fayetteville next year since it's going to be at Kyle Field this year. Also on, in the SEC at 7.30, uh, Missouri taking on number 10, Florida. That one's going to be on the SEC Network alternate channel. Staying at 7.30 on ESPN2, Navy taking on number 22, SMU. And at 8 o'clock on the ACC Network, you get 15, North Carolina taking on Virginia. 8 o'clock as well on Fox. Number 24, Oklahoma taking on Texas Tech. And look at here, we got a late game coming in with some of the independents on ESPN. Western Kentucky taking on number 11, BYU. Look for BYU to continue rolling this undefeated streak. And like we said earlier, number 9, Wisconsin and Nebraska has been canceled. Uh, so that is your top 25 roundup matchup games there. wanted to see. I had some numbers popped up here the other day of some of the undefeated streaks that are going right now and some of the streaks to watch, one of which was – see if I can get it popped up here. Huh? Well, evidently it's not there. I know Georgia and Kentucky. Georgia is on a 10-game winning streak on that one, I do believe. So that's one to keep an eye on. We talked a little bit about some of the LSU infractions that happened last week. I'm not 100% where all my streaks went, but we had some. I had some really good streaks that it came up across the screen. 
I'll see if I can pull them up in just a second. The All-State Playoff Predictor. Alabama has an 87% chance to go to the playoffs. Ohio State and Clemson both come in at 75%. Wisconsin above Georgia at 47%. We'll see how that shakes out with all the coronavirus stuff, unfortunately, for them. Georgia does come in at 24%. Notre Dame, 22%. Oregon in the Pac-12 at 21%. Also in the Pac-12, USC at 16%. And then BYU undefeated in the Independence at 13%. So a few things to look forward to there. And I cannot find the sheet that I was looking for earlier that actually had those stats of uh, some of the undefeateds real quick, or not undefeateds, but the streaks that were coming to a test this weekend. I'll look again. It may it may have been on one of the Twitter pages uh, that I shared for, for the other show that we do. Because there are there's some act, there's actually some really good games that are coming up this weekend. Um, we'll see if we'll see if Georgia can t- continue the streak. Um, Arkansas, here's another fun stat for you. Arkansas is 5-0-1 against A&M in years that the Dodgers won the World Series. Funny little stat there for you. Obviously, the Dodgers did win the World Series earlier. Hate it for our Braves. That just tells me I'd rather the Dodgers win it just because it tells me that if we could have beat the Dodgers, I feel like we could have won the uh, the World Series. Again, unfortunately for the Braves. But that's kind of the way that that lines up there. Hmm. I don't see all the numbers that I was looking for earlier, which is unfortunate, but there's a few streaks on the line. Alabama's got a win streak going. Uh, a couple of the other ones that I cannot find, but there's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, that's your Halloween games that we got coming up this weekend. Again, looking forward to some of these games that will be played. A few good ones to look at. Georgia and Kentucky obviously being the big one for us. Check my notes here real quick. Top 25 games. That's pretty much it. Again, I like to keep it short, sweet, and simple when it comes to prepping up for the game. Biggest thing to look for will be the quarterback situation. Again, I do think that Stetson Bennett gets the start, uh, and I would like to see JT get in there. Hopefully we can actually get off to a lead, maybe get JT in there. Even if we don't, I'd still like to see him get some experience in there. Um, And even though it's an away game, I think you're going to get a pretty good reaction out of having JT in the game around the country and and around uh, Dog Nation at least, getting to see him get in and kind of see what he can do. Uh, that's that's the biggest side of it is let's see. Mm, I think at this point there's no point in holding back. You've already lost the game against Alabama. I mean, unless you're trying to hide something for Florida, I'm not 100%. The other side of it is, again, get the ball to your playmakers. George Pickens, let's get the ball in his hands some because if you get it in his hands, he can make stuff happen. Uh, Kiaris Jackson, obviously, he's been wide open and alive in this. So keep things rolling with him as well. And then the the ground game, give the ball to Zeus. Give it to James Cook. James Cook looks even faster this year, which is really good. Kendall Milton looks really good. Let's give that man the rock and let him roll up the middle. Um, offensive line is looking good. Defense is continuing to look good. Got some more work to do, obviously, in the secondary. Uh, but we'll get it together. We'll get it together. The dogs are going to get a win here this weekend against Kentucky. Looking forward to that. And then we can start to prep up for them lousy, stinking Gators that we got coming up next weekend. And let's see. That's it. That's all I got for you guys. That's it. That's all there is to it. Easy enough. Headed up to Lexington. A little cooler game. Cooler weather feels nice. Finally got to get in the deer stand for the first time uh, this season where it was finally cooled off enough to at least. Um, so good stuff there. Get to watch the dogs play tomorrow. 
And uh, outside of that, I'll check in with you guys Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday after the win against Kentucky. Go dogs.